Hello, Friendship Fam. I'm stoked out of my mind to have you join in. We're here with you in Friendship Church Studios in beautiful Shakopee, Minnesota. Joining today are pastors Matt Clausen and Joel Farber. We're going to discuss discipleship today as we look back at Pharaoh in Egypt. Is Pharaoh trying to get you back to Egypt? We'll discuss this and more. I'm Kenny White inviting you to grab some coffee, buckle up, and enjoy the ride on this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Hey, church fam, Pastor Joel here, looking to connect even more with you. We are glad that you are enjoying your Friendship Church podcast. We have an email that we'd love for you to interact with us on, podcast at friendshipmn.org. Share with us something you would like to hear us discuss as it relates to discipleship and worship. Additionally, you may want to share how the Lord is at work in your life, and we would love to hear that. We'll discuss this more on the podcast today, and as always, check out friendshipmn.org for more resources. We hope to see you in Shakopee or Prior Lake at 9 or 1045. Thanks for joining in. We do want to remind you that we set up a new email, podcast at friendshipmn.org, and we want to encourage you to engage. And there are a variety of ways to engage. Uh, you probably heard Joel talk about a couple of options, but I wanted I wanted to talk about another option. And it, it came up recently when I heard about Matt's trip to Haiti. Matt, I think you know where I'm going with this. Just before you got to speak, somebody gave you a word to share. You didn't have a lot of time to prepare for this word. You just had to work it in. Is that right? Yeah, so my understanding is this is a longstanding tradition as a part of friendship uh, missions trips. I believe it goes back to uh, years and years ago Mm -hmm. and was perhaps started by Mark Gold. And before you get up to speak, you're given a word that you have to work into your message. Which is, by the way, easier to work in because in these settings, you're working through a translator. So you've got a whole lot of time to stand there and think. <laughs> oh, no. Right? Why somebody is working your you message. just gave the secret away. Yeah, so yeah. This is tra- how you do it. What does a translator do? Like, they get the word, like, onomatopoeia, and they're like... <laughs> yeah. How's that translate? So the word that I received in Haiti was chalula because we were eating an enormous amount of chalula hot sauce on that trip. <laughs> and so I worked it into the message that day. Uh, while we were in Haiti. And then for fun, I made sure to work it into the message the following Sunday when I was back in Prior Lake. Nice. Yes. Nice. So, so Joel, you're the one who mm-hmm. kind of brought this up uh, maybe a day or two ago to me. So why don't you share with uh, the Friendship fam out there uh, how they could engage on the podcast email yeah. and do something similar to Matt? Yeah. So we're going to start a new segment that we'll do occasionally, and uh, we'd like some audience participation. Uh, Essentially, use that email, podcast at friendshipmn.org, if you've got a good word suggestion. And remember, we are a church. Uh, We are a church. So you're welcome to to submit those. And uh, as we do these segments, Kenny and I will uh, choose one. And a couple fun items here. If we happen to choose your word... Yeah. You'll receive a nice little gift card. Wait, and whoa, whoa, what? Nice. Yeah, it's coming out of your budget, Matt. Nice. 
Personal... I love everything about that. Yep. It'd be a huge gift card huge now gift that card. we think about it. Yeah. I'm it's not cold. confident that we'll ever have to give one away because <laughs> we know we had four listeners. <laughs> and this, three of them are in this room. This last Sunday, <laughs> I had someone come up and assure me that they had been added as the fifth. Oh, wow. But after nice. Kenny just used the phrase stoked out of my mind <laughs> i think we just went from five to zero like i i think we're done maybe one time uh, to shut her down after stoked, stoked out, out of my of mind. mind yeah <laughs> um okay so if you submit a word we use it there's uh there's fun prizes but not only that you know in that segment as you're listening if you if you hear the word that you think is the word you're welcome to email podcast at friendshipmn.org with your guests. Nice. First come, first serve. If you get it right, you may also win a gift card from none other than Matt's budget. Matt's budget. <laughs> yes. That's uh, great. It's the word that pays. Yes. <laughs> Just looking to have fun yeah. and uh, engage with you all in that way. Right. So today mm-hmm. was a phrase stoked out of my mind that I got. And worked <laughs> sure. Fairly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. Joel, they, they should text that to you at what number again? <laughs> give it. Give us that number, please. Yeah. Friendship Church's phone number is 952-447-282. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if it receives texts. Uh. Not yet, but soon we're working on that app, too. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, man. It's exciting days. Just... Uh, Moving on up, man. It it's great. It's yeah. great. The tech is amazing. And anyways, uh, we hope you're able to engage, and uh, we we want to uh, uh, we want this to be kind of a two sided thing and have some fun with it. Speaking of having some fun, we started a series a while back called the First Five, and in the first five, we decided it would be fantastic to do overviews of the first five books of the Bible and uh, how Jesus is revealed in those, in those books and, um, and to do it all in 30 minutes. That's right. <laughs> or 45 <laughs> or 50. The sermons all got 10 to 15 minutes longer than normal as soon as we started in on this message. Yes. It's like, you know what? Here's I a hear, whole book. Go. I hear you guys whining about trying to preach a whole book, but normally oh, you okay. give me at least something to work of off of when it comes to worship set planning. And here I am just going off a whole book of Exodus. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> How is it? How is it trying to figure out music for Leviticus? Right, like, I mean, I'm gonna just start writing songs, like or like for Exodus. I should have like did a remake of Frozen's "Let It Go," like "Let Him Go, Let Him Go, Pharaoh, Let My People Go." Oh. You know, I, you should have. I feel like that would have been great. It would have been. Man, you dropped the ball. <laughs> I I do feel like you're probably missing out on a number of songs that uh, I sang as a child. You know, fa- Father Abraham, excellent. Oh, who built the ark? Noah. No, I never like, heard that one. There are all of these songs what? that. Who built the ark? No, never heard it. Oh my goodness! Mm. How does it go? Uh, Matt is currently slamming his head against the wall right now after Joel made that comment. It, we just there's unbelief going on right now. Un- are you okay, Matt? How's it go? Who built I'll be the ark? Okay. Noah built the ark. <laughs> Anyone? It sounds like you do know it. Is that how it goes? Yeah. All right. Well, if these guys aren't going to tell me, someone's got to come sing it to me next week. Oh, yes, they That's do. That's a challenge. Please. Double dare. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I think they should. 
Someone should do that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So uh, are you finding that challenging, Matt? Picking songs that go with the first five books? Well, I was moving on past that. <laughs> oh, preaching these sermons in 30 <laughs> yes. minutes? Yes. I'm not finding it challenging. I'm just failing. Right? Like, I, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, like... If it was challenging, I'd probably still be working at it, but I've given <laughs> up on the challenge. I've admitted failure, and I'm just preaching for 45 minutes. <laughs> Should we just Let's call Thomas Gold back for the next two see weeks? Where it goes. Yeah, yeah, please come back. <laughs> Help. <laughs> we're, just going, we're just going to project you from PL to Shakopee also, because... <laughs> mm. um, uh, has there been anything that stood out to you, like... As I've gone as I've gone through Genesis and Exodus, and now this this week I'm working on Deuteronomy. The um, there have been a couple of places where I like, man, I'd really like to park on this and talk through this element. This is significant and and affects us even today in some very practical ways. Do you do you find yourself kind of weeding through a lot of that type of stuff, or because you're dealing with? Levitical law, it's it's not as, that's not happening as much. Oh, man. Well, yeah, there's a lot that I'd, that I'd love to park on for longer. Mm-hmm. I spent this week as I was preparing numbers, mm-hmm. there are so many fun stories mm-hmm. in numbers, sometimes horror stories, yeah. that I'd love to spend some time on that we're just going to have to be like, hey, this happened in chapter 10. Right. This happened in chapter 14. This happened in chapter 17. There are chapters in between there. You'll have to read them for yourself. <laughs> Which one were you most afraid of? Seven? Seven? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you a six, Matt? Oh. Seven, eight, nine. Oh, we knew it was coming. We saw it coming. We couldn't shut it down. We, oh, man. He hasn't even been a dad that long. I don't understand how the dad jokes flow so freely. Well, the, the concept of predestination applied to me as a dad. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I've been a dad my whole life. Um, <laughs> the dad-ish. This is a terrible podcast. Oh, my word. get out of this room. <laughs> Can we get Mary to start <sighs> editing these things? And, <laughs> uh, oh, what are, oh, my goodness. Hey, so, Matt, there, there was something that came up over the last couple of weeks uh, as I was walking through Exodus that I, th- I thought it, it might be interesting to see the implications for us even today. And in, in Exodus, um, it, you know, God calls Moses to, uh, to go to Pharaoh and let them know what the God of Israel is going to do. And mm-hmm. as we know, there are a bunch of plagues and... And Pharaoh's heart gets hardened, and then he seems to be softened. But there are a few times throughout that Pharaoh seems to be making a deal. Um, is it a compromise? It kind of seems like that when you initially read it. But then then you see how sinister it is when you really start to consider the ramifications of it. And so uh, what I wanted to do is just look at those passages real quick um, in Exodus chapter 8 and Exodus chapter 10. And um, and just talk through them with you guys. So that's so that's what we're gonna do. All right. So again, in um, Exodus chapter eight, Pharaoh calls Moses and Aaron, and and this is one of those compromises, or at least it seems like it's one of those compromises. 
go sacrifice to your God within the land, he says. And it, it seems like, okay, well, uh, Moses, isn't that really what you're asking? Why not just go sacrifice to your God in the land? This is, this is where you're at, you know, uh, what is it, uh, blossom where you're planted right now? You're planted there. I mean, it seems like maybe this is a compromise that's fair. And then uh, Moses responds, and I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase it real quick. He says, our practices of worship are abhorrent to Egypt. And when they know what we're doing, they'll kill us. So the implication is, if I stay here in this place of slavery, we're going to die. The, 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 the specifics of what Pharaoh is asking, like he's not an idiot. He doesn't, like this isn't on a whim. This, is, this seems to be calculated and, and planned. And so as I was thinking about that, what are the implications of, um, of remaining in slavery and uh, occasionally worshiping God? It's almost like compartmentalizing. My life is here. This is where I live in this slavery. But occasionally I go and I worship. I don't know. What are, as you hear me talk about that, as you hear me describe it in, in those terms, is there anything that comes to mind? Mark said, Go. Joel, I like it. That's a great, um, insight, that's a great Kenny. way to do things. No, it's a great insight. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, plenty of people do that in the United States. Yeah. You know, there are plenty of, but, but I don't think they have the heart of Moses. You know, they, that's just what they, they do. They think, Oh, I'm just gonna go to church on Sunday and that's good enough. Count it as worship, check it off my box, and right, I'll mm. go back and be a slave or. Whatever, right? Or, or maybe it's even like, um, this is my li- like, this is my life, and this is what I have to do, and I can't, I can't talk about the Lord uh, at work because it's work, and sure, I can't talk about the Lord at home because uh, my spouse isn't on the same page with me, or my kids don't like it, or I mean, there are a variety of ways that this this plays out in some right. practical like tension mm-hmm. in our world. And it, it it's interesting to wrestle through. Um, okay, so what are what are the practical steps in a reality like that? Hmm. One of one of the things I think we see too in Exodus is that Pharaoh is proposing things that are close to God's ultimate plan, but ultimately don't allow for obedience to what he called the people to, mm-hmm. and so as you were saying, like they could have taken advantage of one of Pharaoh's offers and completed 30% of what God called them to, or 48% of what God called them to, or maybe 62% of what God called them to, but they were uh, unwilling to do that. Like God called them to something and they needed to be 100% obedient to God's call. God had this giant plan with the law and a promised land, and none of that was going to be accomplished by a weekend worship festival in Egypt. Right. Would a weekend worship festival in Egypt been better than nothing? In our perspective, we might go, yeah, yeah, that's better than nothing, right. but that's, that's not what God called them to. Mm-hmm. And in, in the same sense, like, is going to, you know, going to church once in a while better than nothing? Maybe, but that's not what God's called us to. Mm-hmm. Uh, God's called us to give our whole lives over to His Son. 
So Joel and Matt, when someone comes in and they say something like, um, uh, how, do I, how do I live out my faith at work when I can't talk about God? What, what does, uh, how do you respond to someone in that situation? Um, you know, I have, you know, I'm not, I'm not an expert, but I have some firsthand experience in doing this mm. and being in, uh, two different companies before coming to friendship. And, uh, you know, honestly, my approach to it was not, Hey, I love Jesus and shouting it from my cubicle, right. um, or whatever. Uh, it was more how I treated people. And I've had people in both both uh, of the companies I worked for approach me, noticing you know you know what's different or or when I get those one on one conversations with them during lunchtime because I've developed that relationship with them or we'd be going on walks during lunchtime and all of a sudden we take this left turn into like this territory that's kind of spiritual and then I get to chime in and it's cool. Um, you know, and oftentimes I've met with people who are, um, like always apologetic for their behavior towards me. Once we start having that, you know, those kind of conversations like, Oh, sorry. Like they might drop, you know, a naughty word and Oh, sorry, Joel. I'm like, guys, like I care about you. And, uh, the more you get to know those people, the more intentionality you share with them in the workplace, the easier it is to, to have those conversations. And, uh, so I get the fear, I get the, you know, the PC mindset that you feel you need to have and just finagle around it, start loving people and you'll get your opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good work. Kenny and I actually experience those same kind of apologies on a regular basis from Joel about his behavior here in the office. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's right. It's so good. I'm amazed at how gracious we are. We to are Joel. gracious. It's, it's, yes. I, grace upon grace. It's like <laughs> I've never seen Jesus more in you guys yeah. than when I need to receive grace. And when we were mocking you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's oh, those no. are the scoffers standing at the the cross. But. Oh no. Well, um, you know, I, I appreciate what you're saying, Joel, and I think that's that's absolutely true. We still have this standard that we live by. Um, I, I, I'm, I want to move on and hit some of these others because I think this progressively gets uh, more vile, and I'll explain it as we go. Hmm. Um, Moses rejects that option. Like, he doesn't say, well, what if we arm ourselves or... What if, it, could you maybe protect us? He, he just like, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> How does he, like, imagine talking to King, like, or the president? Like, yeah. He tells well, you, well, you can do this. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind that he's had this experience with God where he's spoken to him face to face. Sure. And, and, and I got to believe the, like, if you're in that setting talking to God, Pharaoh is much less intimidating all of a sudden. Yeah. Hey, stick your hand in your uh, 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 in your shirt and see what happens. I have leprosy. Oh my goodness! Uh, okay, stick it back in. Okay, I don't have leprosy. Yeah, I'm God. I can do that. Well, um, you know, here's an 80 year old on top of a mountain, and his staff turns into a snake. Like that's got to be freaky. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think I think at this point, Pharaoh is not as intimidating as he was prior to the. Uh, the burning bush, I, I suspect. So Pharaoh then comes up with another plan. He says, 
uh, and this is in verse 28. He says, I will let you go to sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, only you must not go very far away. So you can go outside of the land so that people won't see you, so that people won't kill you. But Monday morning, you return back to us. Like, go for your spiritual high, but you come back and report on Monday back mm-hmm. to us. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, uh, again, it, it has that same flavor. And I don't, I don't want to exhaust what we've already said, but I, I think some of the same um, responses on our, on our behalf um, work for this, mm. for this situation. So Moses, go go ahead. Were you going to say something, Matt? Nope. You were just you were just breathing over yes. there. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so uh, in chapter ten now, Moses goes back to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh says, "Go serve the Lord your God." But which ones are to go? So he's asking, "Who who's going with you, Moses?" And Moses responds. We will go with our young and our old. We will go with our sons and daughters and with our flocks and herds, for we must hold a feast to the Lord. And then Pharaoh says, The Lord be with you if ever I let you and your little ones go. Look, you have some evil purpose in mind. No, go the men among you and serve the Lord, for that is what you're asking. And then they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Mm. So what Pharaoh is saying is you men go, the wives, the kids, they stay here. We got it. We'll educate them. Mm. We have a plan for them. This is our system. Like this is vile and evil. Mm. Your spiritual um, life should not impact your kids, your family. That, I don't know. Do you see that happening in our culture at all today? Mm-hmm. What's your uh, Matt? As you chew on this, what are what are some of your uh, thoughts as you as you hear Pharaoh's response to Moses? Well, since since we have about thirty seconds left in the podcast, uh, <laughs> I the the thought that pops into my mind is not a great application thought, but more of a theological thought. And since you've taught through the Book of Exodus now for two <laughs> weeks, I thought we would ask you. Is this Pharaoh that's doing it? Mm. Right? God says to Moses, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Mm-hmm. And then throughout these passages, we see that Pharaoh hardens his heart, mm-hmm. or God hardens Pharaoh's heart. And I'm wondering, like, is Pharaoh responsible for what he's doing here if God said, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart? You got about 10 seconds. Go. Yes. Okay, next. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do hear I, that I wanted one. to wait until we had about 20 seconds yeah. left in the podcast before we asked you that question, Kenny, since you just taught on Exodus. Yeah. We thought, oh, he's got all the answers. He got all the answers. Yes. 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 And next week, Matt will be talking about the <laughs> ills of tattoos. And <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> no, it... You know, the, Jesus deals similarly uh, with Judas in the New Testament, uh, addressing, you know, this this had to be, but it would be better for you to have a millstone thrown around mm-hmm. your neck, right? Like yep. for um, Judas, if he'd never been born, yes, right? yes. Peter says in Acts yeah. one, yep, yeah. 
those. Uh, so I, I think that uh, we are accountable for our actions and, you know, how that works out uh, in real practical terms. I, I don't have a, I don't have a, like, does God go around hardening everybody's hearts? I don't, I think that's a very specific situation in world history and in part to, uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 30, uh, Moses, he calls to heaven and earth as a witness. And I think that, mm. that we, like, even Pharaoh's heart being hardened is a part of uh, heaven and earth witnessing what God is going to do mm. in this nation of Israel. So, uh, you know, I, I want to be careful how we, how we apply that to everyday life. But the, the reality and the response of, of uh, Pharaoh is, um, you, got, you men go, uh, we're keeping your families. And the reality is, uh, if that happens, then in a generation, this faith dies. Mm -hmm. It's done. And so there is this responsibility for, uh, you know, men to, to lead their families, and Moses is having none of it. Pharaoh comes back later and says, okay, everybody can go, but you leave your animals. And Moses goes, that's not going to work either because we have to sacrifice to God, and we're going to take our sacrifices to him. And uh, again, that real-life application of... This this life that we live in Christ, though we don't we don't sacrifice to earn salvation. We don't sacrifice to somehow like God. I'm going to gain your favor by my incredible sacrifice. God's like this, this is all mine anyways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, we're in this world for a moment, for a breath, and so. Um, but it is it is this i want to i want to align everything up with you god everything that i have is yours and sacrificially i i'm going to uh, be a steward of this gospel and live it out in my home life and in in my life day by day by day by day mm. and and i i love moses response and him not being baited in these situations and i'm just challenged in my own faith to not be baited by the world system and, um, you, you know, uh, be okay with a weekend high of the spiritual high that I, that I get. And mm. like, that's enough. Nope, that's not enough. Okay, I'm going to go on this retreat. No, nope, that's not, that's enough. No, that's not enough. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to deal with my own personal relationship with God, but I'm not going to influence my family. No, that's not enough. Mm. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to share with my family, but we're not going to sacrifice the things and stuff in our world and life uh, for the glory of God and for the furtherment of the kingdom. No, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. Like we're all in. We are. We're this people who, in and of ourselves, we almost are made with an addiction. Mm -hmm. We have to fill this this hole with something. Uh, unfortunately, we usually do it with hurts, habits, and hangups, and. And and Jesus throughout, you know, it's like it's like God is calling out to us, fill it with me, be addicted to me, everything. Like I'm I'm here for you. I'm what you need, and I, I love how that comes out in Exodus. So that's my spiel. Hmm. Great, great. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> thanks, thanks for letting yeah. me go on and on. I for twenty <laughs> seconds, I would say I'm also overwhelmed by the grace of God in this passage, and that He yes. is setting these people free 
uh, with miraculous wonders. Yeah. He is setting this people free so that they can be his people. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the while knowing that as soon as he sets them free, they're going to whine about mm-hmm. the fact that they have been brought to the sea and there's no way through. And they're going to whine about the fact that they have no water. And they're going to whine about the fact that they have no food. And they're going to whine about... Mo- like, yeah. it's just going to be a constant whine fest yeah. <laughs> as they test God yeah. from this point forward. And yet, because of God's grace, mm-hmm. he's going to set them free and make him his people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's a beautiful story. <clears throat> well, fam, I hope your heart's encouraged as as we talk through... Uh, you know, the the way of the world and uh, the challenge that we have in following the Lord. Uh, we love you. We're excited to see what God is doing in our midst, and we want to encourage you to uh, engage. Uh, engage with uh, our, our podcast email. Uh, engage on the weekends. Engage with your family, and let's see what God will do in these days. God bless you, and we'll see you soon. Well, thank you for joining in. It's fun for us to get together and discuss the word. Please feel free to share with us how the Lord is moving in your heart at podcast at friendshipmn.org. And remember to submit a word you'd like for us to sneak into a special segment. We'd love to see those. We'll see you next time on your Friendship Church Podcast. Podcast.